Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. And good morning, 3CR listeners. This is Annie for Showreel, and uh, we're going to have a little look at uh, some of the uh, films that are being made in the Australian context. Uh, well, that's what we've been doing lately. We've been having a chat with people who have been making films which you may not have heard of, but which have been actively being made in the Australian film scene over the last year or so. And uh, one of that we're going to look at today is called Crushed. It's a film that's been uh, directed, written and directed by Megan Riakos, who has uh, worked on Fifty Fifty and The Shed, and uh, she collaborated with an actress called Sarah Bishop, who has been involved in Skitbox and TV's Deadbeat Dads, and uh, they worked, they concocted the story and came back to Australia after being in LA to uh, make Crushed. Uh, it's going to be opening, uh, it's already opened actually in Sydney, but tonight it's going to be on at Acme at 6.30. So if you're keen on supporting local Australian filmmakers, then this is your great opportunity to do so. So, so that's at Acme Crushed, 6.30 this evening. But uh, before uh, I waffle on any further... Let's uh, listen to a chat that I had with Sarah Bishop, the lead actress in Actor in Crushed. Now, I've got you here, Sarah Bishop, to talk about uh, your role in uh, a new film, a new Australian film, Crushed. Uh, But uh, you've had uh, previous experiences acting. Can you give us a little bit of a background to your acting career? I've done a little bit of theatre and a little bit of film and TV. What I've sort of been doing a lot more of recently is actually comedy. So I'm in a um, group called Skitbox. Uh, so we had a pilot on ABC last year and we're currently um, in the writing room at the moment for a sketch comedy series. Um, and we make a lot of online videos. Uh, we had a song called Activewear that we made that we released last year, um, which was a lot of fun. And I've done a lot of short films um, as well. And I also did another feature last year called Red Christmas uh, with um, an amazing actress called Dee Wallace, who was the mother in E.T. Um, and that film will be coming out this year, later this year. So you, you've been uh, gathering up your, uh, your skills because, of course, uh, this is a lead role in uh, you're the main character in Crushed. And it's definitely not a comedy. So uh, 
How did you get no. to Ro? <laughs> How did you get to Ro? Um, well, I'd worked with Megan on a short film, which was also not a comedy. So Megan Riakos, who is our lovely writer and director, uh, uh, and we worked together on a short film called Bluebird. And at the time, I'd, I'd actually met Megan because we used to play Oztag, which for people who don't know it, it's kind of like a touch football social sport. So there was a group of filmmakers who all played um, this sport together and that's where I first met Megan and um, that was several years ago and, and at the time that I met her, I really hadn't done much comedy so I was mainly doing um, dramatic roles. I see. And so so, uh, so obviously uh, networking is a very important skill in your industry. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you get invited to join a, um, a, a team, a social sport that's full of filmmakers and you're an actor and you don't know many filmmakers, then I would definitely recommend doing that. <laughs> so uh, did she build that character's role around you or uh, did... Uh, did you come to the uh, project after it was fully formed? Uh, yeah, no, she, we, we, um, we sort of developed the project together. So I was actually, we were both actually living in LA in, at the time when the whole sort of crushed project started. So I was visiting LA for pilot season when they have all the big auditions for all the network pilots in the US. And Megan was also in LA because she was doing her Masters of Screenwriting at UCLA. And Crush was a film that she started writing for her, her Masters project. And so I was in LA and we were talking about this, this project and this idea. And, and um, we were both very inspired by the independent film um, movement in the US where people just went out and made these low-budget or micro-budget films kind of just using their own money and making the most of whatever resources were available to them. And Megan and I used to have long chats about that process and she had a family friend who owned a winery in Mudgee and so she decided to write a film that was set um, on this winery that I would star in. Um, And that's kind of how Crushed was born. For 127 years, the Rose family has been harvesting these fields. I know it's a sad time, but Rob would have wanted us to pull together. To Dad. That's interesting because, of course, uh, being in LA and doing uh, the pilot season is uh, worlds away from creating something that's actually very Australian. I mean, it's embedded in the Australian landscape and uh, it's uh, full of 
characters that are completely appreciable by uh, Australian audiences. What was it like being in LA doing something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really great point you've made. Um, it was it was really different. I think um, in I mean, in some ways, it's it's kind of liberating because being in LA, you're. You, I mean, for me, I would I would always be auditioning in an American accent and going for American characters. So it was refreshing to be talking about Australian characters and and I guess uh, talking about world, a world that we knew much better. Um, but I think what more what inspired the particular element that inspired us about being in America was just that um, there is this real can do attitude. Um, they don't have the, the, you know, the 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 benefit of the funding bodies that we have here. So their filmmakers are used to just going out and making something. Um, whereas here, we have this, you know, incredible opportunity with bodies like Screen Australia and Screen New South Wales and Film Victoria and Screen Queensland, etc. Um, but I think one of the flip sides of that is that um, there's less and less filmmakers. Uh, well, there's, there's more people doing it now, but there were less filmmakers in Australia who had that attitude of, well, I'll just go out and make something. Well, generally speaking, you have to have some success before the uh, funding bodies, especially now, actually throw you a crust. So exactly. the the whole notion of uh, creating your own work, uh, I mean, this is interesting for an actor, uh, generally actors wait around for somebody to make something. But what basically you're saying is that you collaborated with creating future work for yourself. Yeah, and um, exactly. And, and that's, like, for me as an actor, that's so much more interesting and it's, it, it is more empowering because, yeah, you don't, you don't need to sit and wait for the phone to ring. Um, and it also, I think it also means that when you do go for auditions, you can walk in and you can audition for someone else's project and then you can leave and if you don't get it, you, you're, you're going to be okay because you have other things going on. Whereas I think prior to Crushed and um, Skipbox and sort of collaborating and making my own work, if you had an audition come up, you, it, it, you just became so kind of desperate to get that because if you didn't get it, then you wouldn't get a job. You wouldn't be working. So... You know, now when I speak to any young actors, I always say just start writing your own stuff and if you can't write, then find someone who can and work with them and create something together. And uh, how did you get your funding to make this? Was it your own personal money? Yeah, so it was um, a lot of private investment um, that came from Megan, um, myself, um, then some other investors in the project, which was mostly family and friends and then we also did a kickstarter um for 35,000 and and we were really really lucky um to reach that goal and uh, you know a lot of amazing people chipped in to that and a lot of people that we didn't know from different parts of the world who just saw the the trailer of what we'd shot and and um decided to invest in the in the in the film which was amazing Hands off Timor's oil. Join us on March the 24th outside DFAT Melbourne to put pressure on the Australian government.
By refusing to establish permanent maritime boundaries, the Australian government is shortchanging East Timor out of billions of dollars in oil and gas revenues. Join the Timor Sea Justice Campaign, March the 24th, 12.30pm, DFAT, 55 Collins Street, Melbourne. For more information, timorseajustice.com. Timor Sea Justice Campaign is a 3CR supporter. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. Yes, you are. You're on 3CR and uh, you're on Showreel with Annie. And we're having a chat with a, an Australian actor who's been uh, part of a production team that... Uh, were created a film called Crushed, which is going to be showing tonight in Melbourne at Acme at 6.30. It's, uh, as I said, it's called Crushed. It's uh, uh, written and directed by Megan Riakos. And uh, the person we're speaking to is the lead actor, Sarah R- Bishop. And uh, we'll continue uh, having a yarn with Sarah, who uh, goes on to talk about how important it is to uh, Australian uh, actors and technicians to actually uh, make feature films in Australia. So you went to Mudgee, uh, which is uh, a fascinating uh, landscape to work with. How long was the shoot? So the the initial shoot was uh, just over 20 days, um, but it was split up over Christmas. So we actually shot for roughly a week, just over a week, and... Um, then we breaked for Christmas and New Year's and then went back um, to film in a couple of days after New Year's. Yeah, but it was it was an amazing time. It was so much fun being out in Mudgee with the rest of the cast and crew. Um, it was like a school camp. <laughs> oh, it's quite interesting to me because uh, I'm watching this and a lot of your, uh, your skills and... Uh, Megan's skills uh, revolve around work that has been done on TV and it led me to wonder what makes a feature film different from TV and how did that uh, that question, how would that be answered by you as a person who has worked in the medium of online as well as TV with skits uh, and mm. this much longer uh, exploration and presentation as a feature film? Well, I think traditionally, I mean, it's blurring so much now because so many of these new TV series are actually incredibly cinematic um, and sort of delving into these longer storylines and and, and, um, there's there's a feeling that I think that the the game of TV has stepped up a lot. Um, But I think just 
traditionally the differences are with TV, um, you're often needing to pack a lot more into a day. Um, so things are shot fast. There's usually less rehearsal time for the actors. Whereas something like this, like in my experience working on Crush, we just had a lot more time to really rehearse the characters and have long conversations with, you know, the other actors that were brought um, on board to really sort of talk about their characters and what they felt. And we would rehearse scenes and and um, we would also rewrite and change scenes right up until on the day when they were being shot. And I think that was one of the benefits of us all being out in Mudgee together is there were several nights where we would finish filming and then I would go meet Megan and we would be with one of our other actors and we would just talk about the scene and then rehearse the scene and maybe change the scene. And we got some really, really incredible moments out of that. And I think if we were making TV, we, I think time-wise we wouldn't have that opportunity but also with TV, you have several levels above you of executives and networks and the production companies, etc., who would need to approve every change in the script. And so I think that's a freedom that we had making an independent film that we really used and enjoyed. No, that's interesting, the collaboration between the actors and the writer and director. I mean, it's handy, of course, having the director and writer being the same person. Uh, but uh, it's very yeah. interesting to uh, think that you could uh, change things up to that point because, of course, there's usually a story uh, storyboarding and that kind of stuff. And, I mean, my experience of having worked on some films is a couple of films. Uh, I could say that on one of the films it was a real actor's film as opposed to a technician's film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. how big was the crew? Oh, wow. So the crew fluctuated quite a bit. So basically when we had the first uh, week of shoot or so of shooting before Christmas, we had a smaller crew and we were shooting on one camera. So I'd say the crew might have been about 15 people, perhaps. But then after we came back for the second part of the shoot, we realised that we just weren't being able to get enough coverage and, and get enough footage, basically, to finish the film on the schedule that we had. So we ended up bringing in a second camera. So with the second camera, we also had you know, a second focus puller and there was a few extra other people that we brought in in terms of the art department, etc., just to keep momentum going because we, we really had a lot to get through and, and just purely because of our budget, we, we really couldn't afford to shoot for as many days as we would have liked. So we were really under pressure to just get everything that we needed in that in that short amount of time. So so interesting, isn't it? Because this is really adding to the depth of your professional skill base, isn't it, this kind of work? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I think it did for everybody involved. And, and we're also really passionate about giving people an opportunity to step up into a role that they'd wanted to do, but perhaps hadn't had the opportunity to. And I mean, for some of that, that was for some of our young cast cast members. So that we had um, Millie Spencer Brown and Remy Brand, who played my younger sister and younger brother. And so I think uh, I know for Millie, it was it was a, a really big role for her and a great opportunity for her to step up into a 
a bigger role and um and then especially in terms of the crew this was the first feature film that our dop had shot he'd shot a lot of tv and done some really really amazing work on some award-winning short films but this was the first feature that he'd shot so there was a, a lot of scenarios like that where people were able to step up into a new skill set and from a producer's perspective that was also kind of part of our plan because when you're working on this kind of shoot where it's really really low pay or some people were volunteering and you know we're out in mudgy and it's hot and everybody's away from their family and friends you want people to be really excited to be there and so for the people who were stepping up into a different role they were excited to be there so that was also kind of part of our strategy. Well, it's interesting too because, I mean, they like uh, p- promotional activity likes to talk about you know the great uh, 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 hit that's happened out of the blue and nobody knows about it and all this. Of it. Um, yeah. And so, but actually, you look back into it and it's like a, a iceberg. You know, it's the people who produce these things have been working for a very long time to gain their skills, and it's really nice to hear about how that process actually happens, you know. you It, it doesn't just... But people don't generally pull white rabbits out of a hat. It actually is a, a process of becoming more and more skilled through uh, through work, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think, the, you know, I think that is the big difference between what I've seen of the filmmakers uh, traditionally in Australia and what we were seeing in this independent film movement in the US is that a lot of these really incredible American filmmakers that we love made terrible first films or terrible short films or or like quite a few of their films might have been not amazing, but they just kept making films and kept making films and kept making films until, you know, they started making stuff that was good. And I think in Australia there's a real pressure to like your first, film is your masterpiece and, and, you know, the thing that goes on to Cannes and wins all the prizes there and, and um, you know, there's, and, we, and we, you know, we have, we have a, a long history of filmmakers who have done that. But I think that there's also a lot to be said for just getting one in the can and getting the experience and and I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm so proud of Crash and I think Megan did such an amazing job on it and, um and yeah, I think you know she's she's now a, a young filmmaker in Australia who's made a feature film, and there's there's not actually that many people in the same boat as her. Mm. And and uh, actually, the interesting thing about it is that it's a murder mystery, uh, murder mystery thriller, which is uh, an unusual thing too, because uh, there's a lot of people who seem to uh, really enjoy making horror. Uh, those kind yeah. of genres and stuff like that. So actually, it's quite interesting for it to be a completely different kind of genre. It's it's being yeah. released in uh, Sydney, isn't it? Uh, it's having its release on March the fifteenth. Yeah, so we're having the release um, on March fifteenth in Sydney, and then we're doing um, Adelaide the following night on the sixteenth, and then Melbourne on the seventeenth okay. at the ACMI. Oh, right. Fantastic. Okay. And so people can obviously uh, book tickets? On um, So people can purchase tickets through Fanforce, which is a great new um, distribution uh, company for independent films. 
Yeah, so F-A-N, and then there's a hyphen, force, F-O-R-C-E, dot com. Mm-hmm. And if they just look up Crushed when they go to that website, they'll be able to see a list of all the screenings across Australia. So because, because the thing, of course, is you make your film, but you want people to see it. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're so excited now. Like, this film has played um, at some really, really great festivals um, internationally. And Megan right now is, she's actually in Miami. It's, it's playing at the Miami International Film Festival. And then she's going to Vancouver because it's playing in um, an international women's film festival in Vancouver. And then she's going to be back just in time for these screenings in Australia. And just to confirm, the screening in Melbourne starts at 6.30 on the 17th. Cool, that's great. Now, uh, did you go to any of those openings in uh, other countries by any chance? Unfortunately, I didn't. There was, um, I was... You just did the hard work, none of the glamour. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, It it, it played at the Napa Valley Film Festival, which I really wanted to go to because it's a a really amazing um, festival. It has a great reputation and um, obviously it's in a beautiful area, all these wineries with all these amazing food. Um, But I was filming Red Christmas, the other feature, at the same time. Oh, well, you know. Unfortunately, I couldn't go. (laughs) I I think uh, getting work beats uh, going to a festival. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So thanks very much for talking to me about Crash. Thank you for thank you for having me. Come along to a concert for Steve Fraser, longtime presenter of 3CR's Night Hours on Rhythm program. Steve sustained a serious and permanent brain injury following a diabetic coma and remains in a brain injury care unit. Some of Australia's most renowned Blues and Roots performers are rallying in support of Steve with a fundraising concert to be held in Melbourne on Sunday, March 20. Organised by friends, family and supporters, with performers donating their time, Cherry Bar donating the venue, all donations are going to a trust fund being set up by Steve's family to provide for his and his daughter's ongoing care. The concert will feature Blues and Roots stars Jeff Lang, Kerry Simpson, Chris Wilson, Phil Manning, Max Cordetti and more. For more info, check out the Facebook event Concert for Steve. Pre-sale tickets available at cherrybar.com.au. Sunday, March 20 from 2pm at Cherry Bar, 103 Flinders Lane, Melbourne. Tickets by donation, minimum $20. So come along and support the Concert for Steve, a stalwart supporter of homegrown blues and roots music and community radio. My name's Molly Reynolds and I make documentaries like Another Country and I support 3CR because it is a radio station that once you start listening to, you can't stop. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Molly. And uh, that's it for Showreel this morning. Uh, We have to thank... Sarah Bishop for spending some time with me telling me about uh, Crushed which is on tonight at Acme at uh, 6.30. Go and support Australian film and Australian filmmakers. Coming up next is Published or Not. We're going to go out with The Celestial Railway Van. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information go to allthews.3cr.org.au